Welcome to It's a Good Life podcast, where we're all about helping entrepreneurs think, feel, and do better. I'm David Lally, producer of The Good Life, and I'm very happy to be here with you guys today. We had a fascinating interview two days ago with Mark Verstegen. He's one of the top performance coaches in the world. He's worked with Creme de la Creme from the German national soccer team to over 1,200 NFL players in bringing out their potential. I found it pretty interesting from all of that work, his number one application is actually in the corporate world. He covered four major points, mindset, nutrition, movement, and recovery. What impacted you most on his take on mindset, Brian? This is very close to home for me, David, as you well know. I've really upped my efforts in this area in the last six months or so. And it was interesting as I started thinking about mindset, right? So when we started the podcast six years ago, you remember, well, we called it the Brian Buffini Show, and it was Mindset, Motivation, and Methodologies of Success. So, you know, the mindset comes first. And I found it interesting that in his first take, in order of priority of what you needed to work on, the very first thing was the mindset. And, you know, he talked about this thing called um, helping people find their superpower. And look, we grow up in this era, you know, my kids are all into the Marvel movies and everybody's got a superpower. And the truth of the matter is 99.99% of people don't feel like they have a superpower. In fact, the opposite. They feel like they got inferior powers or somehow they were left at the end of the line. All right. And I, I certainly myself don't feel like I have any superpowers. But when I heard Mark talk about that, what I think is, I think it's the gifts that God's given us and the purpose that he's given each one of us. That's what I think of. And in that case, we all do have superpowers. I was having a great conversation with one of my sons the other night, and he's around all these people who are super academic and they're, you know, they're working on their doctorates and this and that. And he's like, you know, I just I just don't have that. And he was a little bit down on himself, like somehow he wasn't measuring up to these people. And we had a great chat. And when I started talking about who he was and what his gifts are and where his strengths lie. That he, he's not an academic guy, but he's one of the smartest people I know. He's not studying to get accolades, but he's a massive history student because he wants to know how things work and the way things are. And you know Alex well, and pretty brilliant guy. So in his gifts, and we had this fantastic father-son conversation about who he's made to be, who, what his gifts are. Right. So when Mark's talking mm-hmm. about, you know, helping people find their superpower, very easy to mm-hmm. disconnect from that. But I think when you realize you have a unique set of gifts, and we know from the real strengths and what we've been working with for 26 years in coaching, we had people go and have people go through an in-depth analysis of their natural gifts and abilities, because that's how we coach them, to be the best version of themselves. So the first mindset, I really think, is to understand that everybody has a set of particular gifts they've been given, unique to them, and then everybody has a specific calling on their life for a particular purpose. And my purpose is different than your purpose. You know, we're listening to this great intro music, and you and the band wrote, created, put that music together, performed it, recorded it. You perform it all over now, all over the world now, in concerts and shows. Well, you know, I've joined you on stage for a few, you know, Johnny Cash songs now and again, right? But I don't have that superpower. And then, you know, I get on stage and I do my thing, and you know how I prepare and how I work. But the truth of the matter is, when I'm they're talking to people. It's just what I was put on earth to do, you right? It's just what I do. And so there's a lot of things I can't do. You know what I'm like with technology. You know what I'm like with a whole bunch of things where I'm just inept. But 
You put me in this environment where I'm at, and I, you know, here's the thing, I'm as good as anybody in the world. So we all have that. And it's a matter of finding out what it is. So mm. I think it's the gifts. The couple little tips he had was have a game plan. You know, have a game plan for using your gifts and talents. He talked about win the daily process, which I translated into our little win the day format. And yeah. then he talked about continuous improvement. So he's working with these mm-hmm. world-class athletes, Olympians, best soccer players in the world. And he's telling them, have a game plan, win the daily process, the daily process. Correct. And it is, it's truly day by day. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it, one day at a time. That's the phrase that people who go through AA use. And, and I'll be honest with you, it's the phrase we all need. It's just one day at a time. And one day at a time, can I win the day? And then can I have some kind of continuous improvement? I just think, in the coaching business, and you've been around this for decades now, Mr. Lally, is there's no improvement that's too small. Any kind of improvement that's continuous ultimately leads to massive improvements. And we had our great friend Bill Hampton showing the studies of the 1% improvement over the course of years, a 38% improvement in performance. And anybody can improve 1%. So that was the first thing. And I thought it was great that he started out with mindset. We believe that. We're all about that. and. Uh, you know, once you have the mindset, it's the gifts you have, it's the purpose you have, and then it's your game plan, your daily process, and then some continuous improvement. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mindset, nutrition, movement, and recovery, or as he called it, intake. Um, I know you've made some pretty big changes in your own life recently as regards nutrition and wellness. I, are you are you okay with sharing a bit about your journey with that? I guess I am now, Mr. Lally. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. Well, no, it's good. I mean, look, I don't mind going first. You know, I've dropped 25 pounds in the last four months. Wow. But at the end of the day, you know, I reached a point where I was having some health numbers I didn't like. I took a golf lesson and saw a picture of myself and I was unrecognizable. I mean, who's that? And so I realized that, you know, I need to make some changes. And I was working out with a trainer. Ouch. So I'm still working out with a trainer, but now I've changed my eating and I've dropped 25 pounds in four months, and I feel so much better. So he said a phrase that is even more crystallizing for me. To ex- actually, I'm more encouraged to even do better going forward. And he said, what am I fueling for? And, you know, you talk about purpose and direction. We, you know, you were there when we interviewed Neil Armstrong. Going to put a man on the moon, bring him safely to Earth by the end of the decade, right? Just the thought of what am I fueling for? Oh, no, I need to lose weight. I'm going on a diet, right? So what's the natural reaction? It's restriction. You and I came from a place that had a famine. And the minute we hear, you know, right? The minute you hear, oh, you need to haul back your eating or whatever. Oh, let's remember the famine. You know, my boys <laughs> kill me all the time. The potato, dad, the potatoes. You know, they give me the old Barry Fitzgerald. Oh, the potatoes, we're dying. Where's the potatoes? But the real deal is, what am I fueling for? And I, I will tell you this. I had to lose weight to get to the point that I even viewed food as fuel. Comfort, yeah. Because what I was doing is I was working hard, burning myself out, getting tired. And then what would I do? Well, I'm seeking comfort food. And what's that, what's that for an Irishman? And people think it's booze. Let me tell you, it's, it's a cup of tea cup and something tea sweet. And a cookie. Yeah. Yep. So initially, I was trying to do it myself, right? I mean, I know I'm the head of a coaching company, but at the end of the day, we all, I'll do it myself. And sometimes it's embarrassment. Eh, I'm not, like, not going to line up with Jenny Craig and go weigh in on a Tuesday. Hey, I'm 25 pounds overweight. I'm not going to do that. And so I'm going to do it myself. So I started doing things. And I read here and read a bit there and saw some things on the internet. And people said, so what do I do? I was eating things to help me be healthy, right? So I was, okay, 
I'm going to do this egg white omelet every morning and load it up. And then I've got a snack and I'm doing apples and almond butter. And then uh, I'm going to have lunch and, uh, you know, a piece of fish and a salad. Fine. And then after that, I'm going to have a snack. I'm going to have cottage cheese and bananas. And then I'm going to have a sensible dinner, right? So I started doing that and I felt worse. Now, I don't one. like particularly almond butter and apples. I don't particularly care for cottage cheese. I don't know anybody who likes cottage cheese, but I'm sure there's some people. <laughs> it who, seems unfinished. It, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, coming from an <laughs> yeah. agricultural country, it looks like it was stuff that was left over. They'll never buy it. It seems like it was a great marketing job is what it seems like. Whoever saw that the first time. When I tried the DIY, it didn't go well. So what did I do? I went and see a nutritionist. First thing uh, they had me do was do blood tests for what I'm allergic to. Well, it turns out I'm radically allergic to eggs. I'm really allergic to almonds. Cottage cheese, dairy, forget about it. So all the things I was trying to do to eat healthy was actually driving me opposite way. So, so do it yourself. I already was had the trainer. I got some help with a the nutritionist. They laid out for me, okay, here it is, Brian. You do real well with oatmeal and fruit in the morning. Great, so that's pretty handy to do. All right, Brian. The salmon and the salad, that was great. And then uh, here's some tangerines, or here's some things you can do as a snack. Danny, you, as you know, is right here operating the equipment. is a great aficionado of coffee, and he's a barista himself, and he makes me these fantastic cups of tea. And now we're making cups of tea with oat milk because I can't have the dairy, right? And just started cutting out some of the things that we're, I'm allergic to. And so now it's a case, okay, Now that I've lost the weight, and now this phrase comes to me, what am I fueling for? And I actually feel like now that I've got a bit of momentum and things are going well, that I'm actually eating so that I can have more energy, so that I can work better, so that I can think better. And he's right on. So it started out for better health, so I could approve all my numbers. Then it went to feel better. And I have a little phrase that I use. You've heard me say, nothing tastes as good as feeling good, right? And then uh, I'm more zest for my life and more zest for my business. I have more energy for the podcast, more energy for my staff. I was in meetings the other day on a Zoom call that went on for hours that I would would normally not be there because, you know what, too taxing and I was on the wrong spiral. So I even got more turn in my golf swing. You know, there's less of me to turn. So now I'm getting a bit more zip on my golf ball. So bottom line is, you know, he's right with the mindset. And I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be the reformed smoker that challenges people to change their eating because I have, I'll tell you, it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Uh, but now it's the easiest. So now I have a routine. I look forward to what I eat. I look forward to the fact that when I eat, I feel better. I don't feel bloated. I don't feel tired. I don't feel the afternoon dragging on. When I go home, I'm not seeking a cup of tea and something sweet. Half the time I go home, I either go for a walk or, uh, Sometimes I'll jump on the Peloton and get an extra little workout in. And so, you know, I, I'm sitting down watching the ball game. I can sit down on a, on a stationary bike and or do the treadmill or the elliptical machine watching the game too. So anyway, now I've got the momentum going and I'm feeling better and one is feeding the other. So he's bang on. Mindset first, nutrition second. And my personal performance is better than it's been in years. Anything to get out of eating cottage cheese, right? <laughs> All this, the nutritionist was paid off handsomely, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, more true. turn in your golf swing. I love that. Uh, his thoughts on movement were really interesting. He said, less is more. It's all about quality, <laughs> which I was like, I'm right on track. I'm hardly moving at all. So that's great. Uh, how have you applied that? It is counterintuitive. You know, for me, it's like, okay, I'm working out with a trainer, not making the progress. I just need to do more, go harder. 
do more than, and you know, we've seen this for 26 years in coaching people. We help people double, triple, quadruple, tenfold so many times their income. And they think they have to work 10 times more, which is never the case. So it's always a case about being better, you know, being more effective. So he talked about quality movement. So one of the things I do, instead of just 30 minutes cardio, I switch this up every other day. I'll do this. And this is anyone who's working out. There's people far more in shape than me. They're doing his hit cardio, right? Which is high intensity training. So if I do 30 minutes of cardio, like on an elliptical machine, I do a little warm up for three minutes. And then I'll do two minutes hard, one minute recovery, two minutes hard, one minute recovery, really get the heart going, really get a sweat up, do that for 30 minutes and then warm it down for three minutes. And the difference is very significant. So altogether, I'm, you know, 36 minutes, but I would say it's two to three times the impact of when I just do the elliptical machine. So it's, it's such, such a better deal. And it's on days when I don't have as much time, I do that. Now what I'll do the, what they call steady state cardio, which is okay, I'll do a 30 minutes at the same pace. That's, that's when I'm working out with the trainer. At three days a week. And even with the trainer now, it's changed. I'm just doing 50 minutes. And it's high-intensity circuit training. So I do the warm-up myself, and then we just go from circuit to circuit to circuit to circuit. It's 50 minutes and gone. And I'm stronger. I'm lifting. You know, as far as lifting's concerned, you know, it's it's you can that's great. You can see numbers. I'm lifting more, I'm doing more reps, I'm far stronger than I was, I'm more flexible than I was, just doing the quality work. So again, I'm a poster child for what Mark is teaching. He's, again, he's high level. He's dealing with world-class athletes. I'm a middle-aged, you know, seminar speaker, podcaster. No, no. But that's the truth. I am. <laughs> and uh, But this is what it looks like for this guy. And it's good to know as a middle-aged guy, you can still get it going and drop 25 pounds. And I didn't have to shave my head and hand out flowers at the airport to do it, you know. And uh, I eat stuff I like. I work out when I want and I'm not a slave to it but I'm making great progress. Ah, that's awesome, bro. The last piece, uh, we were talking about it earlier when we were kind of preparing for this podcast that it's the most forgotten about. And even when he got into it, I was surprised it was one of the top four. Uh, recovery, um, he talked about how important it is. How? Do, what is it that you do to recover? Yeah, well, like I said, I had a hard time with this because you know in my real strengths profile, I'm perpetual in nature. So I go to the next, the next, the next. And you know, you and I sometimes are, we're the worst for each other, nitro and glycerin, mm-hmm. because you like to keep going mm-hmm. and I keep going and you and I can, we've had days where we started and they never stopped. Yeah. It's dark outside. <laughs> yeah. And we, we both go, hey, what happened? <laughs> yeah, right. But the problem is you do that enough times, the next thing you know, other things start to show mm. the cracks. I'll tell you when I first started, you know, cause I've read about it and I've seen this many times in many of the personal growth books and many people I've interviewed. Cristiano Ronaldo might be the greatest athlete to ever play soccer. You can argue if he's the greatest soccer player of all time, he'd certainly be top 10. But he's probably in the best shape of any soccer player in history. And he still is. He's 36, 37 years old, 36, I think. And they were saying he takes five to six naps a day. I'm like, what? I mean, that's kind of crazy. But, you know, when you start to see the science of recovery and what it actually means and what it does. And to me, recovery was, ah, I'm too busy. I have too much going on. Like, that's wasted time. But my recovery was, oh, yeah, I get sick at the end of the year, right? They call it executive flu. You work, 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 and then you get sick at the end of the year, which is, by the way, not very much recovery at all. So I've really built this into my sketch. So I have mini breaks in the day. 
So like even today, we were working in the studio today. I took a little mini break for myself. And you know, I have a couch in there and a do not disturb sign. All the 240 employees of the Feening Company all obey the do not disturb <laughs> sign, except for David Lally, who comes bursting in. Sorry about that. At any moment, doesn't matter. <laughs> but I, you know, I take little, I take little mini breaks in the day. So I might take a little 10 minute, I might take a little nap in the middle of the workday. Uh, next thing is days off and like a real day off, a real day off. It's just people who are in the service industry, we're on call, the phones are there. But I'm talking about a real day off, down tools, as you used to say in the painting business. And then um, mini trips. You know, as the market is hot and business is flying, it's hard to take maybe as long a trips as we take. And I've really focused on this the last 12 months. I'm taking mini trips. A lot of long weekends. I try not to come in here Mondays. And so I'll take a leave on a Friday, uh, go Friday, Saturday, Sunday, come home on a Monday evening and go somewhere cool and go somewhere we wanted to go. And I've taken the boys have a bucket list of sporting events. And so whether it be the Iron Bowl or the Ohio State Michigan game or whether it's they we went to Texas, they want to see the Texas football team play. We've done uh, MLS soccer. We've gone to basketball games, you know, wherever it is. So we do these little trips. We just got back from a fantastic trip to uh, the British Open in Scotland. Now, that wasn't a mini trip. You know, we had to take a little longer. So I think mini breaks in the day, days off, mini trips, like short little weekend trips. Then the vacations and the trip to, we went to Ireland, played golf, saw mom and dad, and then went over to Scotland to the uh, British Open, which was fantastic. Uh, For me, I've made a non-negotiable weekly massage, which in the past was a luxury, and now it's become a necessity, especially as I'm working out more. And it's kind of a non-negotiable. It's a non-negotiable. And uh, I talked when I was interviewing Mark, where I did an event here in La Costa for our top thousand clients. And I finished at five o'clock and at 5.15, I was nose down on a massage table. It's in the, the schedule. I do one weekly stretch, physical therapy or yoga class. So once a week, I do that, at least that, in addition to the training I'm doing. And then we talked about in season two, episode 63, and that fabulous interview with Wim Hof and the breathing, the cold showers. Now, that may sound like more work to people until you try it, but that has really helped me. The little breathing, it takes about four to five minutes. But when I start the day with the Wim Hof breathing, oh man, that helps me. I also find when I do it in the morning, I tend to do it at parts of the day. It's like taking a couple of minutes in the middle of the day. Sometimes it's momentary. And I can hear Wim's voice in through the belly, up to the chest, out through the, you know, he's breathing, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. I have this because he has this great app and I listen to it all the time. So those are things that I've incorporated. I'm going to say this, for years and years and years of my professional life, I did none of this other than a big vacation. And then it was often, the vacation was recovery from having just hammered myself. And it's kind of like, those are desperation vacations, you know? So now it's, I don't feel the need to do that at all. In fact, I just took a trip with the family to Hawaii. And I'll be honest with you, I was kind of jonesing to get back. And part of what I was really jonesing to get back to was my own routines. Yeah, so that used to be, oh my gosh, I'm going out there to save me life, you know? And now it's great, love it, have a great time, can't wait to get back to my routines. So uh, yeah, look, I, I know, you know, Mark talked about a lot of things and he's, He's got a lot of things going on and he's got a, he's at this for decades. And it's very easy when you're at an advanced level to speak at an advanced level. But mindset, nutrition, movement, recovery, 
you can't talk about that stuff enough. And, and it's, it is what is high performance behavior for not only athletes, but also corporate athletes and, and anybody, anybody at all, whether it's you're a mom and you're sitting at home, you know, you need mindset, the nutrition. What are you fueling for? Quality movement. My daughter-in-law's got two young kids. Okay, we get her a little bit of time. Beverly goes down, babysits. She goes and hits her hit class. She does a high-intensity training class. And then taking little breaks and having a bit of recovery. I mean, that's what we all need, and it works well. And right now, I'm trying to be a good uh, role model of it, so I'm well on my way and feeling better. And uh, more to come, Lord willing. This is awesome, Bray. I always love this, this new format that we're doing uh, on the Thursday after an interview where you get to go a little deeper and... Uh, you know, I've said it before, the first time I ever saw you set up a video from stage where you told the audience what to look for, then watch the video. And then after the video, you said, hey, did you see those things? The first time I saw you do that, I couldn't understand why you were giving giving it away, if you will. Um, but I, I understood once I had watched the video myself, a lot of stuff you'd miss. And, you know, we, we put out this content every Tuesday and now every Thursday. And it's nice to do this digestion and to hear your take on what, you know, what we learned and what we all heard about. So I love the application of it. Appreciate the time. Uh, loved the conversation between you and Mark. So thanks. Thanks so much. Well, look, it's great, Dave. And, and, you know, for me, like this stuff is really helping me. It's changing my life for the better. And if anything I share from the guests we have on, it could help change someone else's life. Obviously, I want to do that. So it's great that we get a chance to kind of have a little back and forth on this stuff and go a little bit deeper rather than, hey, here's the next thing to learn. Here's the next interview. Here's the next original content. So I think it's cool that we're doing this. No, it's fantastic. Love the the how-tos, the application, um, hearing your input or your take on what you got from the interview. And just this format in general. Um, if you guys have any questions, fire them our way and uh, we'll be doing more Q&A in the future. But in the meantime... Let's head over for some rest and recovery to the one and only Therese Buffini. May the road rise up to meet you, and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields, and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time. (laughs) 